Hi, and welcome to another edition of Jim on the Air. I'm Jim Sirianni, your host, your host with the most. I'm contractually obligated to say that joke every single time <laughs> until until another joke uh, comes across at, at a different time. But uh, welcome to the show, and I'm very excited to um, dedicate this uh, week's show to the uh, Reemerge Dance Festival, which is being put on at Center Stage Theater. The Reemerge Dance Festival takes place June 17th through the 20th, 2021. And uh, we're very excited to have uh, live performances returning to indoor theater and being able to have live performances and live audience all in the same location at the same time. And, uh, and that's part of the reason why, why we are doing the festival as a celebration of returning to um, indoor theater. And uh, that's why it's called the Reemerge Dance Festival, again, the 17th through the 20th. By the way, if you'd like to attend the festival, you can do so by logging on to Center Stage's website, centerstagetheater.org. That's centerstagetheater.org. And uh, you can reserve your tickets online there. You can also check out the blog tab, and that will give you uh, more in-depth details about the festival, all the various performers, and the dance companies that are involved with the dance festival. Again, that's centerstagetheater.org. And today, my guest is Tammy Carrasco. She is a dance artist and educator based in Philadelphia. She received her MFA from the Ohio State University, her BFA from University of North Carolina School of the Arts, and is a Walnut Hill School alum. Her professional work has been presented by Boston Contemporary Dance Festival, Dixon Place, Dumbo Dance Festival, among many, many others. And uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome her to our show. Welcome, Tammy, to Jim on the Air. It's so good to have you here. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. And you're in Philadelphia. Yes. Nice. I, I love it that we're talking with people all across the country and the world. I have, I have uh, another interview that uh, one of my guests will be from Russia. So, oh, wow. Amazing. For this program? For the same program, yeah. For yeah. the uh, festival. So it's kind of exciting to That's be able to talk to everybody from all over. Um, so you're in Philadelphia. How's, how's the weather there? <laughs> Actually, it's thundering right now. It's very muggy. Um, oh and kind of lightning storm at the moment, I think just because it's so humid. But it has been very sunny in Philadelphia, I will say, in the past several months. So I'm really grateful about that. Nice, very, very cool. Here is, you know, we're still doing June gloom here in California. Okay. Um, so the, the first thing I wanted to ask you is how did your uh, artistic path, if you will, quote unquote path start? Um, have you always been involved with dance or did you do other art as a, as a child? How did that all begin for you? I wish I had an exciting story about that, but like many um, dance people, uh, not everyone, but um, like many, I started really young. You know, I was three years old, I think, at my first class. Um, and I did numerous other things. I think I tried to play the piano and the violin, and I was on the swim team, even though I'm only five feet tall. I think that was not <laughs> um, not going to be a very promising future for me. But um, you know, I, I I did a lot of different things. But dance was always my consistent um, kind of place of refuge and um, expressive area of choice. Um, and. And then I ended up, around when I was 15, I went to a boarding arts high school for dance and that really kind of amped up um, my my training and um, my, my shift of focus really was centered on um, 
becoming a, a young ballerina at the time, which then shifted into a contemporary dance artist and choreographer. So, so your main work is uh, contemporary dance, would you say? Yeah, I would say modern contemporary dance for sure. <laughs> and um, uh, besides contemporary, what are some of your uh, favorite styles or genres of dance or traditions of dance that you, that you enjoy as well as contemporary? Oh, um, as a practitioner or as a viewer? <laughs> or just as a, yeah, either or actually, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think um, my my training and my, my focus has been in like Western concert dance. Um, and so I think it's important to, um, to talk about all the different cultural dance forms that that exists and that also have a presence in contemporary modern dance in, in America and in the West. So um, I'm always excited and interested in, in seeing and experiencing dance forms that have a cultural underpinning um, and and trying my, trying to participate um, in those practices. Um, certainly, yeah. I'm also I'm I am also really excited about. My, I, I would like to um, try martial art. I'm, I'm interested in the, the conversation between uh, a movement form that's sport and art. So that's something that interests me for the future. Oh, very nice. Very cool. And um, so how was the, the shutdown or the quarantine experience for you this last year, especially as a dancer, but then also maybe uh, personally? How did that go for you? Yeah, um, well, hard. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty brutal. Um, I'm an educator as well. I teach in academia. Um, so I think and my, my partner is a healthcare worker. So initially, um, you know, just terrifying and um, certainly shifts your focus into like, wow, um, yes, my, my art, I feel extracted from my art and I'm also scared for uh, my partner. So a lot of fear, um, certainly. And then um, it, it, it became like, how do I continue to, 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 to help my students feel engaged with this art form that um, started just to feel like it was slipping away from us because it's so dependent on our ability to come together in a space and, and touch each other and, um, and feel, our, feel our energies. Um, so to, to continue to feel like what we were doing was relevant at a time of crisis and then also feeling like, it's critical to our survival at the same time as artists and as people um, was something that, that really came up. And so I think at first it was really, how can I keep my students afloat as, as people? And then um, over the summer, having time to, to let it um, sink in for me as an artist and a parent, um, just what these implications mean and what those implications are for, for the art form, um, for all performing arts. So. Um, you know, I think for some people have been really inventive and have come up with some incredible ways to um, engage with collaborators to um, to keep making virtually. And I'm really I'm so appreciative for them, um, and and also know that there's a contingency of us who who feel like you know I just need to be back in the space with people, um, and and so. I did um, participate in a program called the Landing Space Project, which you can find on landingspaceproject.org, um, which was a, a series of workshops, community building, trying to get people engaged back into, in, back, engaged back in with the creative process, um, just trying to 
to cultivate an online community of people who are grappling with the um, the, the ephemerality, quite literally, of our form, and also how people are using the climate um, to inform the work that they're doing, their, the solo work that they're doing <laughs> in our living rooms um, and in our bedrooms. So that was a really inspiring and invigorating process as well. And then also so much access to, to classes and workshops um, online that um, you know we all didn't have before. So certainly, you know, that initial, that initial blow was really hard. Um, and then we start to, we're survivors by nature and artists are um, survivors in our creative energy and we come up with how to keep going. And now here we are back, back in the theater, thank goodness. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't easy. And I didn't make all that much. Yeah, well, and I think a lot of people had very similar stories that you know, it wasn't, um you know it wasn't easy and and i think a lot of people thought oh i'm gonna get a lot of a lot done because i'm here at home all day <laughs> and then um you know it doesn't always necessarily happen but i think that's very similar to a lot of uh, stories um so tell us about your your film your piece that will be featured at the festival it's called desert picnic yes <laughs> and desert did, picnic, yes yeah now so uh, tell us about that how what what inspired the piece how did it come about yeah, um, so this piece was filmed um, prior to the pandemic, which um, for those of you who end up seeing it, I think there's there's some kind of like premonition or something happening there because there are, I feel like there's a lot of relevancy to some of the imagery in the film and the sentiment of the film that, that to me makes it um, something that continues to be a relevant piece now, especially post COVID. Um, but the, the work itself was designed for um, for live performance. Um, my collaborators and I, Tim Bendernagel and Chloe London, they're dancers based in um, in New York City. And I, at the time, I was living in Western New York. So we would rehearse um, every couple months whenever we could get together over the course of a two-year period. We really rehearsed several times. They performed it live a, a few times in different contexts. Uh, it kept shifting and changing. and. Ultimately, you know, I, I was just kind of struck and also conflicted with my inclination to move towards abstraction and kind of and, and not put any kind of literal narrative on on what we were making and also this craving to be able to really locate or identify why is it that they are who are these two people to each other. Um, so. But then in the process, like being in the studio with them, kind of similar to that electricity I was talking about needing as an artist, just being in the space with them. Um, I, I am just enamored by them and so struck um, by shape and form alone. So then, you know, this, the tension then of being drawn to these abstract ideas in dance that doesn't lend itself to literal narrative and also really craving, um, a kind of meaning that felt human and that also those things are are related in the same oh wow that's that's amazing and so um um so and that's how it all came together basically yeah and so then while we were in um while we were rehearsing i i really i felt like part of the, the value for me in the work was being able to experience them up close 
and not in this far removed theatrical setting mm -hmm. um, to, to feel the humanness of their performance and that being let that be enough to, to carry the weight of the performance which I felt it was so then I, I imagined it and created it um, as if audience could be on all four sides so seeing it kind of in the round but in okay. a really delineated square which would be taped off and in the film there's a taped off square in the theater so I'm still maintaining the sense of like allusion to live performance as a value using the theater as a site as a site specific space but also taping off this boundary um, which leads us back to this COVID space where dancers now are dancing in taped off squares because they need to be six, 12 feet apart from each other. Right. So, um, so that the confines of the space, um, like an arena, a viewing arena, mm -hmm. um, was really of interest to me. And then also the kind of spaciousness I was feeling between these two dancers. And that spaciousness led me to imagine also this work performed in this kind of vast field. Um, and so positing that field, the, um, the kind of borderlessness of that field in relation to a site-specific space that we often see dance in um, okay. as the theater. Okay, yeah, because I watched the video the other night a couple nights ago, and um, and I was curious, um, where was the location, the the field where the where you were performing? Where was that located? Yeah, that is in Honeyway Falls, New York, um, at a at a horse center called the Equus Center. Nice. And yeah, yeah, um, beautiful field. That's what I was noticing. I'm like, oh, what a beautiful place with the trees and the and the huge field. That was, uh, what a neat space to uh, be able to perform in. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, and again, I'm, I'm speaking with uh, Tammy Carrasco, and she is uh, presenting a dance film at the festival. It's called Desert Picnic. And during the dance festival, it will be shown on Thursday the 17th at 7 p.m. And then again on Sunday the 20th at 2 p.m. And uh, for tickets, you can go to the Center Stage website, centerstagetheater.org and uh, reserve tickets there. And you can also click on the blog and uh, check out all the information, all the detailed in-depth information about the festival and each performer. And uh, that's available on the website as well, centerstagetheater.org. And um, and Timmy, I was uh, trying to write it down, but what was the, the website you mentioned earlier, Land Landing Space? Landing Space, space is one word, yeah. Okay, so Landing Space Project. Yeah, and I'll put that in the chat right now so you can have it. Sure landingspaceproject.org and we we can give that out um you know several times uh as we're talking today so but that's all one word landingspaceproject.org and um and 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 that's where uh, folks can also learn more about uh about your company um my company is wildbeastdance.com wildbeastdance okay wildbeastdance Com. And of yeah. course, um, as folks are listening and they're, they're grabbing their pen just now, we'll give that out again, but it's uh, wildbeastdance.com or landingspaceproject.org. And uh, you can check out uh, Tammy's work uh, on both of those websites. So uh, Tammy, let me ask you then, um, with, with the film, uh, Desert Picnic, what are you hoping the audience takes away with them after viewing it? Um that a few things um i think my my main 
My main hope is that audience members um, think about, or just, <laughs> that's a difficult question, but I think what I'm thinking about has to do with what dance and an abstract art can do for us as viewers. And my hope, I think, is that the takeaway is that dance as a, some, as a form that sometimes offers a really didactic entry point into meaning making, is that dance might be a form that posits more questions than answers, which to my mind is really what, what makes this about our humanity. <laughs> Um, so I think that that being one of my the big takeaways yeah yeah very cool um, and really I think that's what we all want with performance whether it's uh, any type of performing arts whether it's dance or theater or music um, is that you know there's that the audience takes something away with them you know that they don't just leave and go okay well you know that was great <laughs> but that there's some kind of connection that would yeah. be great um Awesome. So, uh, and again, if you would like to uh, learn more about Tammy, her uh, website is wildbeastdance.com. That's wildbeastdance, all one word, wildbeastdance.com. Or you can also check out landingspaceproject.org to learn more um, on that website as well. Um, so, Tammy, I hope you uh, will indulge me. I, through these uh, interviews, I've been asking everybody random questions, just kind of as a way to get to know somebody uh, other than in their performing arts. I hope you don't mind if I ask you a couple of random questions. <laughs> that is fine, yeah. <laughs> Let me just put you on the spot, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's just for fun. It's just to kind of get to know somebody and on a different level as well. Um, so let me ask you, um, what is your favorite comfort food? Oh, um... My, my first, the first thing that comes to mind is, <laughs> I don't know if you have ever made a brownie in a mug. In a mug? Before. No, I haven't. My, my partner ha found, we're vegan, and he, he found this, it might, it's like a, it's a brownie you can make in a mug. I love warm chocolate brownies. And it's like gooey in the inside, and Oh, yeah, that's awesome. it in a mug. In a so, mug. And you just spoon, yeah. It's oh, you spoon it out. That sounds really yeah. good. Spoon it out. And then I'd say my other one are sweet potato fries. Very crunchy sweet potato fries. Oh, sweet potato fries. Those are really good. I like those too. Those are great. But I love the idea of the brownie in the mug. That sounds really good. I might have to try that one of these days. I put it in the microwave. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. totally. Um, so an another question for you. Uh, who is your favorite fictional character, whether it be in literature or movies or television, um, what's your favorite fictional character? Well, because I have a toddler, I don't get to do too much viewing of things lately other than Disney movies. But I did just binge the second season of Special on Netflix, uh, which I highly recommend. And um, this, there's the character Kim. She's a supporting actress um, in that show. She is she's funny, but she also grapples with some really 
some demons um, and she's beautiful and also clumsy um, and I just appreciate how her character and also the way that her character develops over the course of the of the show really lets us see her vulnerability um, and also tackles the the issues like her demons have to do with our or our society, our patriarchal white supremacist society, and so she's grappling with that. The show grapples with that, our ableist society, um, in a way that also makes you laugh. So I don't know. She's I, I love that character and I love that actress. Um, she's she's amazing. Nice. And oh, and I also will say my second one would be the beluga whale in Finding Dory. Oh, <laughs> love that character. <laughs> I love those kinds of whales anyway. They're so cute. So cute. <laughs> totally. And uh, what was the name of the, the show on Netflix that you were mentioning? Special. Special. Special, okay. yes. The, the main character is a queer man who has cerebral palsy. And it's oh. based on his autobiography. I think it's partially autobiographical, the show. But mm. he wrote he wrote it and he stars in it. I'll have to check that out. And it's, it's called Special on yes. Netflix. Highly recommended. Very Oh, very cool. Uh, well, uh, Tammy, thank you so much for joining us today. We're just about out of time, but uh, j before we go, is there any other information you want to put out? Any uh, social media information or websites, other websites that you want to mention before we before we sign off? Oh, well, thank you for that invitation. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram um, at Tammy with a Y, and I will I post. Um, some updates about my about my company, um, about about my company, what I'm up to as an independent artist, um, where I'm off to traveling wise, um, where I'm where I'm presenting. Um, unfortunately, Wild Beast Dance on Instagram was hijacked by somebody, and I cannot access it. So oh no, I know, and I've tried. I've I've tried. If anyone has any thoughts on how I can reclaim that name. Um, but yeah, you can find me, Tammy with a Y, uh, as the name. Um, Wildbeastdance.com is a good place, a good place to visit and see see where I'm what I'm up to. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Thank nice. you for the invitation. Oh, you're welcome. And I'm wondering though, um, with your Instagram, if could you recreate it if you just changed, you know, the characters a little bit, like if you put like an underscore or something. Yeah, I need to. I need to make a new one. If I need just... to just wild beast underscore dance or something. Yeah, or yeah. I just have some, you know, I was attached to that, and I had. Of course, yeah. That's, <laughs> I had oh, some photos and updates and things. Um, oh, or you man. could, or you can find um, hashtag wild beast dance. Hashtag, okay, perfect. Hashtag wild beast dance. That's that's probably good. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah, you can do hashtag wild beast dance. Um, the website, of course, is wildbeastdance.com. And then your project, uh, landingspaceproject.org. Uh, mm -hmm. Check that out as well. And again, um, the uh, Reemerge Dance Festival takes place June 17th through the 20th in Santa Barbara at uh, Center Stage Theater. And you can go to centerstagetheater.org for tickets and for information. Again, centerstagetheater.org. And if you want to know what I'm up to, you can check out my show, uh, Jim on the Air. My podcast is Jim on the Air. And um, it's available um, at most uh, platforms, but it's available at uh, Apple Podcast, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Again, the show is called Jim on the Air, and love to have you uh, join us at other times as well. Tammy, thank you so much for joining us on the show today and continued success with 
uh, with all your dance adventures and um, and hopefully we'll meet in person one of these days. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And everybody, thank you so much for watching and for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you.